Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we are gathered here in your presence. We are before you, O God, and no other. Even as I speak, Lord, I pray that it is not my voice that they hear, but it is your voice that will be heard. I pray that every word that you have for us today, you shall release it unto us. And Father, as we leave this place, may we be transformed. May you begin that process in our lives and bring it to a perfect completion. Thank you, Lord. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Bible makes us understand that where there is no vision or where there is no word or revelation from the Lord, the people perish. They are unrestrained. But blessed is the man that obeys the law of the Lord. As a church, the Methodist Church Ghana, our theme for this year is discipleship, living the transformed life in Christ. Discipleship, living the transformed life in Christ. And as Gamsuke and USC would also be taking the focus, living the transformational life in Christ. Living the transformational life in Christ. So, in this year, that is what we are running with. That is the vision we are running with. Living the transformational life in Christ. Shall we go to Romans 12 verse 1 to 2? Romans 12 verse 1 to 2. So after Paul had spoken a great deal about the many mercies of God, that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that we are no longer slaves to sin, but now we have been called unto a life of righteousness he begins Romans chapter 12 with the word therefore and he says that therefore I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God that ye present yourselves as a living sacrifice you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God for this is your most reasonable service it is your most reasonable service and then he goes on to also say that but do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may know the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say transformation. Transformation. Yes. So what is this transformation that Paul is talking about? Or what is this transformation that is expected of us as believers? You see, when you say transformation, it connotes a change. That you are changing something to a better form, to have an improvement. It is not just an ordinary change. It's like, for instance, you are using ITEL or Techno. Then you have, your, your phone has been transformed. We are expecting it to be transformed into an iPhone, but not a YAM. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that transformation is unto an improved change. And as believers, this transformation is into the very image of Jesus Christ. Because in Ephesians 4, we understand that he is the standard. And that all that we are doing is for us to come to that perfect standard. For us to grow up into the fullness of the measure of Christ. So we are being transformed to look like Christ. We are being transformed to look like Christ. Now, this doesn't happen in the twinkle of an eye. You don't just snap your fingers and then you are like Jesus. It's a process. Transformation is a process. 
and it begins with our spirit man. And so 2 Corinthians 5.17 would tell us that if any man be in Christ, the old is gone. Behold, all things have become new. And so once you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord over your life, your spirit man is made new. All things are made new. But then your body, your mind, it will take time for them to get into that new state. That is why the Apostle Paul was saying that we need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And even before that, he speaks of consecration. Say consecration. So he said that, I beseech you by the mercies of God, brethren, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Before we can be transformed, we first need to willfully present ourselves unto God. We need to give ourselves wholly to God that he will consume us. And this presentation of our bodies is unto a living sacrifice. Now, you know that when you place the sacrifice on the altar, you need the fire to consume that sacrifice. But this time round, the fire that is coming is not the kind that is going to cause us to die, but is that which is giving us life. And so when we go to 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, We are with unveiled faces, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God and are being transformed from one image unto another, even as by the spirit who is the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is that agent of transformation. It is his fire that is going to cause us to be transformed. How many of us like Banku? Yeah, I see some Banku fans. For me, I'm a gang girl, so kinky all the way. So when you want your Banku, you see, you have your Mori. You have your condo over there. <laughs> so, when you put your condo in water, you are ready to prepare your banku and you put your condo in water. If you leave your condo in water just like that, 10 billion years, it will not become banku. It will still remain just like that. Even cocoa, you won't get. Yes, even cocoa can have a ball. So, what do you need to do? You need to mix it then you need to put it on fire. Now, if you put it on fire and you don't turn the gas on, still, you won't get anything happening. When you turn the gas on as well, and then you, start, you, you leave it on the fire, if you are not stirring it, if you are not stirring it, your cocoa, it will be very suspicious. And the banku that you eat, it won't be easy at all. So you realize that it is a process from that moment that you put that condo in water till you get your finished product. You have to keep staring. And that is the same way that transformation is a process. Transformation is a process. We need to give ourselves unto God to complete this process in us. And how do we do this? He says that do not be conformed to this world but instead, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now, when we look at the story of Abraham, Abraham was someone that was transformed by God. When you go to Genesis chapter 12, 
God speaks to Abraham and says that he should leave his country, he should leave his home to another land that he will show him and that he was going to bless him. You know, it interests me that before God spelt out the blessings of Abraham, he told him to leave. He called him out. Now for you and I, there are so many blessings that God has for us as believers. But we first need to be separated. We need to come out. That is why he says that do not be conformed to the world. Abraham had to leave that which he was familiar with, the old nature, so that he will get and receive the blessings that God was bringing unto him. Am I saying that you should take a plane ticket and go somewhere else? But once you come into Christ, it says that Jesus Christ has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So your location spiritually has changed. Your location has changed spiritually. You are in Christ. In him we live and move and have our being. So because of that change, you no longer have to live as if you are in this world. That is why he's saying that you should not be conformed to this world. But you need to be transformed in the renewing of your mind. Again, we know that in the place of prayer, prayer is one avenue that changes us as individuals. So we can experience this transformation even as we stay in the place of prayer. That is where God is able to purge us. He's able to clean us of everything that is not like him so that we look more like him. Hallelujah. Now your associations, the people that you hang around with, transformation cannot come if you are still with the same, the, the people of that old nature. You see, in 2 Timothy 2.22, he says that we should flee youthful lust. But it doesn't end there. It's not just about saying no to ungodliness. You have to do better. And you have to pursue righteousness. You have to pursue faith. You have to pursue love with all those who call on the Lord with a like mind. Even as you are seated here, you are fulfilling scripture. Because it says that we shouldn't forsake the gathering of the brethren. We shouldn't forsake that fellowship, that unity. And it counts. Because iron sharpened iron. So you are in the church. You don't want to join any wing. You don't want to join a cell. If we ask you for your number, then you are rushing us. It is not for anything, but it's because we all want to grow. We all want to be transformed. We all want to belong to that family that is chasing after God. Hallelujah. Then again, you've heard this message so many times. You know that you want to be like Christ. But there are so many hindrances that come to us. So many hindrances. The very first one is our own selves. The, the self or the flesh is always at war with the spirit. We understand that the spirit is that agent of transformation. But the flesh is constantly warring against the spirit. And so until you subdue the flesh, until you discipline the flesh, you cannot experience that transformation says that whoever has or loves the world has not the love of the Father in him. Whoever loves the world has not the love of the Father in him. Yes, you are in this world. Yes, you are on KNUST campus. But 
it does not mean that you should go the way that the world is going. There is someone who has paid a price for you and he has released his spirit into you that you look like him. It is God who has called us and he wants us to grow into that standard. So we have to subject our flesh. In Galatians 5 verse 16, it says that walk according to the spirit so that you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That we have to walk in the spirit. You have to keep in step with him. Wherever that he moves, you also move. You have to keep in step with the Holy Spirit so that he can transform your mind. He can transform your heart. A lot of us just want to remain the same way that we are. Yes, you tried so many times. You feel that I can't do this. I keep doing every, every year, every semester, there's a new resolution. I want to change. I want to stop. Maybe you have anger issues and you are trying so hard. You are minding your own business, but that's roommate. I say, Yasumano. That's roommate. You just want to be at your own one corner, but they will come and tempt you. They will tempt that devil in you. It's not you, it's the devil in you. And you say certain things. But my Bible makes me understand that if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he shall quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah, somebody. He shall quicken your mortal body. So it is no longer you that lives, but it is Christ that lives in you. You can subject your body only when you yield to the Holy Spirit. Only when you yield to the Holy Spirit. You see, even Paul himself that was saying these things in Romans chapter 7 is one of my favorite passages. Romans 7, 22, all the way to Romans chapter 8. Because he said that the thing that I want to do, that good thing that I want to do, I cannot do it. But that which I do not want to do, I keep doing. He has a desire to obey God. He has a desire to live for God. Yet he is unable to do so. And he says, wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this? And I love the verse 25 so much because it says, thank God that the answer is in Jesus Christ. Thank God there is a solution. And it is found in Jesus Christ. It is found in you yielding to the spirit. Right? Because he says that there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus, who live not according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit. For the spirit of the law of life has delivered us from the spirit of the law of sin. We have the Holy Spirit. Last year, we were looking at the Holy Spirit, our help and our guide. He didn't come for show. He didn't come so that you just manifest the gifts. But he came to birth that new life in you. And so if we are transformed people, we should be bearing the fruits of the spirit. Our character must change. We have to look more like Jesus in the way that we love others, in the way that we show kindness to each other, in the way that we control our thoughts, our purity. All of that is because we would yield to the spirit and allow him to move in us. For too long, we just keep accepting that that's how I am. 
As for me, dear, that's how I am. That's not how you are. You see, you came just as you were. And Jesus accepted you. But I came to tell you that he loves you too much to leave you the same way that you are. He loves you too much to leave you the same way that you are. He will transform you. He will cause you to be a better person. He will cause you to be a better person. But you have to avail yourself. You have to present yourself so that you be consecrated. And then you separate yourself. You come out from among them. From the things that are holding you back. From that old man. And so when we read Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 17 onwards, it talks to us about the ways of the old man. That they have given themselves over to the lust of their flesh. And then when it comes to 22, it says that, verse 20 rather, that you have not so learned Christ. You have not so learned Christ if indeed you have been taught by him. Day in and out, you are hearing messages. The word of God is all over. In our time, it's very easy to access. There are shepherds that are caring for you, that are showing you the way. So you are learning Christ each day. And you are learning it so that you can put off the old man and put on the new man in true righteousness and holiness. We've been called to more. We've been called to live this transformed life. It doesn't matter what you have been struggling with. It doesn't matter what your weakness has been. You see, when Jesus met Peter, when he met the disciples, they said that, Master, we have toiled all night, but we have caught nothing. We have toiled all night, but we have caught nothing. I don't know what you've been toiling with these 20-something years of your life. I don't know. Maybe it is last. Maybe yours is stealing. It is the lies that you cannot stop. You've been toiling with it. Yet Peter said, Nevertheless, at your word, I will cast down my net. Whatever that you have been toiling with all night, the master is here. The Holy Spirit is, is here. And he is ready to pour himself out onto you. He's ready to transform you. Because when Peter let down his net, the next verse makes us understand that immediately he caught a boatload of fish. The net was full. It was even bursting. That's how the power of God is. He can quicken you. You just have to say yes to him. You just have to say yes to him. At your word, I will let down my net. The word has come to us. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to yield to the Holy Spirit? Are you going to allow him to transform you? Are you going to allow him to renew your mind? The way that you think, the way that you see things. So that nobody knows a man except his own spirit. And we also understand that now we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And we also have his spirits dwelling in us. So we need no longer fear the former things that used to chain us, that used to bind us. Because when we fix our eyes on Jesus, he is able to make us whole. He's able to perfect our faith in him and transform us as we ought to be. Right now, I just want you to look inwardly. Just consider all that you've heard this morning. 
God wants us to be transformed. He wants us to be changed. He's calling you to present your all. It's not the kind of sacrifice where you die. It's not the kind of sacrifice where you are at a loss, but you are actually gaining more. You are actually gaining more. And so he's calling you to a life of consecration and that you separate yourself. You separate yourself unto him so that by the renewal of your mind, you may be transformed. Popcorn, please help me. So we want to sing that even as we are providing the sacrifice, that God will also provide the fire, that he will provide the fire that will keep us ablaze for him, the fire that will cause us to be changed, for us to put that old man to death so that we can put on the new man. You provide the fire.